Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever this podcast may find you. It is I, as always, Gavin. And I, Justin. And we are remote again. Um, we're have, we're kind of on a train of remote podcasts, but I just got back uh, last night from doing uh, about 16, 1,700 miles in my Fiesta, uh, driving down to Southern California and back. And while I was there, I put another 300 miles on a 718 Boxster GTS 4.0. Ooh, so, spicy. Mm, it was good. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm sure it was. And other things happened this week up on my end, and we also just quickly touch on it. A few things like people drive your cars. Like, values are insane, but... That all aside, we got a few other things to talk about. Let's get into it. So, some things happened recently. Really? Yeah. Okay. What 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 are those? I uh, what are they the might things? A different location. Oh, well, I mean, dude, a lot of things on both your end and on my end happened. Um, I don't know if you want to drop the mic on air. Sure. The, 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 this is your thing. I'm I'm gonna give you uh. The podium because I've been doing a lot of talking on recent episodes, yeah. so uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you your your ninety seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks! So generous, thank you, King. <laughs> I am King Dingus after all. King Dingus, indeed. Um, no, this week while Gavin was off gallivanting um, in in uh, a certain other location, um, I had a plan that came together, and I'll just kind of drop the ball. That plan culminated. In uh, me getting engaged to my significant other, Bryce. So, yeah, that was some huge news. Which is congrats, buddy. Which is fun. Um, you know, fortunately, we're not crazy people, so the actual event will be at like late this year, like December. So, like, it'll be quite a ways off because mm. I. Oh boy, I don't understand people that are like, "Oh, cool, we're engaged, three months." I'm like, "Oh." Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, those people also probably have money or have parents with money. Yes, exactly. So they just pay a uh, an arranger to just do everything. To, you know, wedding planners. Yeah, exactly. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a thing. So that was really exciting. That was Tuesday. Um, so that was cool. It was actually delayed. Um, it was actually supposed to happen a week earlier, but the oh. uh, the ring in question was delayed. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, but that happened, and it was definitely in a cheesy, very me way because uh, I we had been. I, I'm a PC guy, so we'd been building this water-cooled PC for a while, For and he was going to be using it. And it eventually culminated in, because of the delay, my plan got kind of curtailed, and so I couldn't do what my original plan was. So I ended mm-hmm. up having to rethink and decided, you know what? It'd be funny to pre-install Windows and just make the desktop background just say, will you marry me? And he won't oh, expect anything uh, at all. It'll be a complete mic drop level surprise. Yeah. And it was. He didn't expect it whatsoever, and it was great. So cute. Yeah, so cute. Um, but yeah, no, really exciting. And there's my ninety second bit, bitch. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't actually. <laughs> God damn it. No, I know. Now I gotta look like the asshole here because uh, I'm gonna go. I have a lot. I guess I don't know if I have more to talk about. I mean, that's a fucking pretty significant, you know, um, life event. So c- big congrats to you and Bryce and. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, well done for you guys. I wish you all the best. Yeah, it was, it was really exciting and it was really cool and I'm excited to say the least. Fuck yeah, dude. And, um, you had your own little adventures. I did have my own little adventures on, on a similar note. Um, I took my significant other on a vacation. Yeah. Um, her birthday is actually today as we were recording this. So happy birthday, Maddie. <clears throat> Sorry, my, my throat's kind of all fucked up. Um, but anyways, <coughs> yikes! Uh, I guess don't drink Monster in the morning. God, <laughs> kills you um, more than coffee. Yeah, I should. I should have made coffee. Monster was a mistake. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> um, no. So I, I took my girlfriend on a on a road trip down to L.A. from Salt Lake. So, um. The day before this is this is great planning, by the way, this is in the middle of January. I decide to change my uh, Blizzax out on the Fiesta out from my extreme contact sports. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, hightailed it down to L.A., um, which is super great 
because there was a blizzard that was like an hour north of Cedar City in the middle of fucking nowhere. And like traffic came down to like a, a standstill and all that stuff and visibility sucked. Um, and there were even some moments where like you have to, you know, follow the groove oh, in yeah. the road. And doing that with, you know, summer tires on a car with an open differential is and front wheel drive is and boost uh, is, you know, not the desired. Um, it's entertaining. Oh, it's entertaining, um, <laughs> especially when you're driving at 50 miles an hour and someone dropped like a little toy house in the road. What the fuck? What What did they drop? It was like a toy house. Like, oh, like literally a, a toy house. Yeah, like a literal toy house. And like there was a tarp, I think, uh, as well. And um, it was in like the if you like I, the best way I can translate this is actually with motorcycle riding. So um, when you're riding a motorcycle, the lane is actually split into three little parts. Yeah. So like the left left side of the lane is your you know zone one, then two, then three. Mm-hmm. The the house was like on zone three of the left lane and touching the line. Okay, so the far right. So the far the far right, and I'm following someone at about fifty miles an hour, and they dart to the right, and I'm thinking like there's either roadkill or something in the something in the road, and so I chuck it to the right to avoid whatever, like and follow them and and try to avoid something. Yeah. And I after after they clear it is when I see the toy house and I was like oh fuck <laughs> and tried to uh, correct that so that was eventful that was great um and yeah gas up in Cedar City and then hightailed it from there to Vegas we stayed so this happened we this started a week ago today so um, Sunday we left for Vegas we get to Vegas Sunday night yeah and, or Sunday afternoon. And, uh, you, okay. I've stayed in a chief Vegas hotel before, but I wasn't like making those arrangements. I wasn't involved with that part at all, you know, beforehand on, on a, a separate trip. Yeah. And, uh, on this trip, I absolutely understand now you get exactly what you pay for in Las Vegas for hotels. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> this was a $50 a night. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. You get exactly what you pay for. Oh, um, no. Let me tell you where. On the, so I, it was the Thunderbird um, <laughs> Boutique Hotel. Oh, and the God. photos looked nice. Um, I'm pulling up where it is in <gasps> Vegas exactly. Um, it is. It, so it's actually not that far off from like the strip. It's yeah. technically on Las Vegas Boulevard. But, oh boy. <laughs> but, uh, errors were made. I can already tell you that. Yeah. So there was like a, a, a solid, probably three quarters of an inch gap, um, like under the door, between the door and the door jam. Oh, yeah. Is one of those, um, hardwood, vinyl floor, um, the room and like the building would buzz. Like, it would be like you have a vibrating bed, but instead of the bed, it's the whole fucking building. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. I really looked like a great boyfriend uh, when we got there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I can tell you what the hardwood floors are for. It's to make it easy to clean up whatever fluids are spilled. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly the point. <laughs> oh, my um, God. There was, a, there was a pool. There was a designated smoking area right next to it. So that that was classy. Oh, yeah. Um. Weed I love was definitely in the air. For I sure. love the across the street the uh, strippers sign, um, or at we, least on dude. We we were next door to the little white chapel. I know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I didn't even like think about that until we got there. I'm like, that's the little white. Oh, <laughs> tunnel of love. Going. Oh my god! I, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You, you picked one of the uh, best worst areas to stay in Vegas. It's <laughs> depending on what you're looking for. It really is depending on what you're looking for. Um, we go next door to the CVS just to get like, because I didn't really want to pack like a bunch of like shampoo and conditioner and body wash and stuff. I just thought like, oh, we'll just get travel stuff on the way. Yeah, and so we go to the CVS. And there was crackhead-like behavior everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, from either crackheads or, like, crazy Trump people inside, you know, saying, fuck Joe Biden. Um, like, in the store, like, to the cashier. 
What the hell? <laughs> okay. Um, people trying to be your best friend. It was, it was interesting. Um, got out of there. Met up with my buddy Jarek. Uh, have you actually met Jarek? Haven't actually met him. Just have had okay. the, the couple interactions that we've had together with him. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Jarek uh, is the, my connect that uh, got me involved with Drive Tribe a couple years ago. Um, he's still pursuing auto automotive journalism. Um, he has so his two cars. He has a Grabber Blue V6 Mustang that he's actually done like suspension stuff and like driver mods and like he's taking it on track. Um, nice. He, okay. He likes it a lot. Yeah. Um, he's had it for a while. And then he also last I think it was last year he got and you're gonna have to look this up, Justin. Um, okay. A Nissan B E one. It's not technically a K car, but it looks like it would be a K car. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. His is like a pastel, um, all borderline mustard yellow. You know what's funny? I searched that, and that is 90% of the image results is that pastel mustard yellow. Yeah. So um, it was funny because – so he uh, – Jarek picked us up at, the, at our motel, and uh, we drove – oh, I need to know what the name of the actual restaurant was. But, they're like, they have a Chinatown, mm -hmm. and so we drove to, like, the Chinatown Asian market area, and we ate sushi at this one restaurant. It was the coolest fucking thing because – like technically you did have a waiter yeah. but they would have like the conveyor belt next to you and a touchscreen and you could just like summon food oh, and like okay. it, it would it would just like fly up to you and they had like this little plate slash cover system where like you have to remove the plate a certain way and like the lid pops up and you, you take your sushi hmm. um, and there was also like a robotic uh, waiter that would come up as well yeah. Um, there, I posted a picture on my Instagram of Jarek. Um, I think he was like taking a water or something. What, what was he doing? Um, oh no, he, he was like, Hey, I think he's petting it. But anyways, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, super fucking cool, uh, car. Um, it's just, it's just a little one liter. Um, it is a two plus two, like, uh, a two plus two in the sense that like a mini, like an original mini is a two plus two. Gotcha. I also found out the uh, the S Cargo is the same car, the same, the same platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Jarek drove us around. We we did a couple laps of the strip. Uh, Maddie got to ride up front because she has never been in a right hand drive car before. Yeah. So she was riding on the left side for the first time and not driving, which is pretty fun. <laughs> Funny. Um. I didn't drive it. I don't. I can't give any review notes. But it was just—it's a little one liter with an automatic uh, transmission, and it, you know, it's just a fun little commuter. And like everybody was like pulling out phones, pointing, saying like, "Hey, that's a you know cool car," all that stuff, uh, which is really a cool experience to have like on the Las Vegas Strip because you see a lot of shit out there. There's oh yeah, all the you know supercar rental bros and like the crazy limousines or just you know oddball characters in general. And I guess. Uh, Jarek now classifies as an oddball character uh, with this BE1. So that's, yeah, that's quite the uh, uh, standout ish car. Yeah, I would say so. You, you don't see a lot of those. No. Um, and he wants to do some suspension upgrades. Uh, oh, there was some other. So there's a BE1 Owners Club, of course. And there's like a proprietary shock and coil system or setup. Uh, that's like the go-to that like someone in the club engineered a way to like make this one coil over happen. Nice. And so um, he's going to be saving up for that. And I think probably brakes. I don't know if he's doing an engine swap or anything, but uh, so yeah, he's got that going on. Um, we get up the next morning and we uh, honestly throughout the whole trip, we made pretty good time everywhere we went. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. Check out of Vegas and, uh, I insisted that we take the same route that you and I took uh, the last time we went to L.A. Yes. Uh, going around past Lancaster. And uh, that was definitely the way to go because the ETA ended up being the same with the amount of time that we saved on the way going around. Yep. Then as it would have been uh, just taking I-15 to the 210 all the way in. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad we found that the last time because that was an awesome little shortcut that was also a little, you know, a little more beautiful. It was kind of It's like cool. kind of a long cut in a weird way because like it, well, it depends where you're going in L.A., right? So yeah. if you're going to actual Los Angeles or Glendale or Pasadena, that's the wrong way to go. Um, but if you're going to like Malibu or Thousand Oaks or Calabasas or something like that, then uh, that's something that's more west, then it definitely makes sense. So. For those that don't know, what we got off a of Baker. I, I, I always get Baker and Barstow mixed up. I think it was Barstow. Yeah, Barstow's. Um, yeah, Barstow would be the one. Yeah, so we got got get off at of Barstow, take the fifty eight, I guess. Yeah, the fifty eight uh, westbound past Boron, north past North Edwards, and that takes you <clears throat> into Mojave which is out by where Willow Springs Raceway is and the Hyundai Proving Grounds mm-hmm. uh, and all that stuff. It is in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. um, but then you, you hook a left, and that takes you to the 14, which takes you down into Lancaster and Palmdale. Um, and then the 14 meets up with the 5 uh, in, in Santa Clarita. And the whole drive on, like, the 14 coming in is just super pretty. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... So our timing of this whole trip was really interesting because the week beforehand and actually in the weeks before Maddie and I getting there, uh, the whole L.A. area and the whole West Coast has just been drenched in rain. Just super, super rainy. And I was wondering about pulling Arturo because we did rent a car, uh, which was a Boxster GTS 4.0. And I was like, well, it would really suck if the one time I get to drive not the one time but you know the time I get to drive a fun car with my girlfriend on both of our birthday week yeah um down in southern california it rains and the car's a drop top like that would be a fucking bummer and a rear wheel drive high performance car as well yeah so like there was a little bit of drizzle coming up the hill um before getting into santa clarita but other than that it was pretty much sunshine like the whole time Okay. So, like, even on our first full day, like, there were, like, blue skies. Like, really blue skies uh, down by the beach and stuff. So, that was just really, really, really nice. Um, But, yeah, we get into L.A. uh, We got in early. We got in at, like, 3 o'clock or something. And I was expecting to get in by 6. Okay, yeah. So, a big, decent uh, jump ahead in time. Yeah. So, we check into our hotel and... um, Andrew was already there. Our, our good buddy Andrew uh, picked up a Cayman GT4 on Turo as well. Yeah. Uh, also a 718. So uh, the generations of the car would be the same, which is really cool to go back and forth. And uh, yeah, sorry, I'm doing a lot of and does, and my brain is dead because I just drove like 11 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, after driving all week and driving down there. So sorry if my brain's a little tired today. Um, but pick up the we pick up the Turo, which was at um, a rental place called Drive LA, which is a full on rental car company. Like they had uh, they had a McLaren 620R in there. Oh, damn. Um, yeah. And like a 720 Roadster and a 570 and like some Lambos and stuff. And um, they also had a, a green like a Viper green uh, 992 Carrera, which was interesting. But yeah, so we get there, we pick up the car. Um, they left the GT4, they left the GT4 at the hotel, and how did we get there? Wait a minute. We must have, yeah, we all packed into the Fiesta. Ah, gotcha. And then got us over there, and then Andrew and Sam drove the Fiesta, and Maddie and I were in the Porsche. Okay, that makes sense. Um... But yeah, we did that. So that was first day in California. Second day was kind of uh, more of a take it easy sort of day. We did a little bit of canyon driving and some PCH stuff, but also uh, hit up the Getty Museum. Okay. uh, Which was really super cool. That's a place where you really could just spend the entire day. Like we spent like a couple hours just in like this um, European uh, between, you know, 1500 and seven or 1500s to 1800s, like paintings and stuff, um, which was really cool to see. Uh, but then we also saw some like chests and like some, uh, some wardrobes that were like built in like 
500 BC or sorry, 580. And like there are like little like jewelry things that we saw from like you know the BC and like the the Christ era, which is really really cool. Hell Got yeah. to take a bunch of film photos. Um, so that was also really cool. And <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we did a lot of the typical you know what car people do when they go to Southern California. Um, we hit up Canyon Roads. We uh, ripped the two Porsches through Latigo uh, on Ooh, Wednesday. Nice. Which was, I think the cars were still too much for that road. Truly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was, that was an experience. And I, I filmed uh, both those cars on that road. So uh, videos are going to be coming out in April as well. Uh, or a- April or by the, time they, by the time the other videos come out, like late April, early May, I think. We'll, yeah. we'll see how things go. But uh, yeah, I drove those. Returned them back. Um, Andrew and Sam uh, pieced out of there. And uh, it was just Maddie and I for the last couple days. And we had this super duper cute Airbnb that was um, in the La Cañada Flint Ridge area, which was literally at the mouth of Angeles Crest Highway. Nice. Okay. It was like <clears throat> for us to get from Ange- or to get from the Airbnb up to Angeles Crest, we pull out of the driveway, you turn right because it's a one way so you go up to the next flip around spot you flip around and it's like three blocks and you're in it nice okay so uh went up there friday morning friday actually went up to angel's crest twice <laughs> um went up in the morning and uh saw the good vibes uh car it's not a cars and coffee because it's not like at a coffee shop and i don't want to call it a car show so i guess it's like a car meetup i guess yeah, uh, but that was up at Newcomb's Ranch, and it's hosted by this guy Jay and his wife Nicole Ryan, who uh, they have a podcast called the Late Night Playset, where they record a video podcast that is literally in the old Letterman set, like the old David Letterman set. Oh I yeah, think. you told me about this. Yeah, so they host a podcast, and they're car people and comedy people, and they'll get you know comedy you know uh guests on there and like that kind of stuff um and but they're also car people so like they had um jay has a a yellow 997 uh carrera that is kind of decked out like has this big uh 111 uh decal like a circle logo like on the side of the door yeah um instead of carrera on the back it says california um I think there's like he had like a short shifter in there, and I, I don't know what exactly he has done to it, but um, that was parked like right up in front. But there were there, it was an interesting mix because like it was Porsche heavy, um, but there was also like a yellow uh, Lancia Delta Integrale, yeah, which was really rad. Um, what else was there? There was like an old Camaro, like a '68 Camaro that was up there, uh, but then there was like the new GT4 RS. Nine uh, Reggie Watts. I don't know. Do you know who he is? I've heard the name. Um, musician and artist, uh, more uh, prominent in like the mid two thousands. You know the you know the song uh, "Fuck Shit Sack." <laughs> um, no, but I pulled him up. I've seen his face. Like I, I know roughly who he is. Um, so yeah, so he was there. Gotcha. And he actually followed me down the hill for a little bit. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I got Reggie Watts and his 992 Turbo behind me. Holy shit. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my God. That's a California thing if I've ever heard it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I, I passed him and I let him by. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't pass him. I pulled over and he passed me. Um, gotcha. My, my, my brain is fried still. It's fine. Um, what else? There were some like older Japanese, like a, a, old Cressida wagons and stuff up there. Uh-huh. There was a Porsche Cayenne that was like pulled up, like an off-roaded, like an overlandy Cayenne. Like there's a hillside, like right. I mean, Newcombs is like into inside it, or like on the side of the hill. It's like inset a little bit. So like the, this Cayenne was like next to Newcombs Ranch. There is a re- sorry for those that don't know what Newcombs Ranch is. It is a uh, now not abandoned, but a defunct restaurant. That's up there. I wish I had actually gone up while it was still a thing because, like, um, I showed you the video with uh, Magnus Walker and Sung Kang yep. with the old Porsche and the old 240Z. Yeah. So there were some shots in that film that were, like, of Magnus and Sung Kang, like, at Newcombs. Yeah, them uh, eating and talking. 
Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a, a place I've been going for a long time. I don't know why the owners uh, gave up on it, but the area is for sale for I'm sure an ungodly amount of money. But uh, so yeah, um, yeah, a, a somewhat assorted amount of cars and like there was also like old like crazy like big tail like 935 looking cars um and what else oh yeah and a plucky little gray fiesta with gold rally wheels <laughs> so i did just look it up because i was curious how much it's for sale for oh boy um, uh is it what five million ten million uh actually in the middle of those two it's 8.5 okay i mean I get that it's an iconic spot, but I also have to wonder um, if that's why it's uh, still closed because that's a lot of money for something that I guarantee doesn't bring that much money in. If if I won the Powerball, I would uh, in a heartbeat buy that up and oh, like, get sure. Newcombs going back up again. No, what was, I, what was crazy though? Um, so while that car meet was going on, like Maddie and I were like walking around, uh-huh. and we like poked our heads in there and. They hadn't cleaned the place out. Like, there's still, like, art on the wall and, like, chairs and shit in there. Yeah, so the listing I just pulled up says that, like, they, they basically closed for COVID. Um, that's what yep. it was, is they closed March 2020 and then just decided, due to the age of the owner, to not reopen. Um, okay. And so, like, basically the owner still owns it, and there's actually a three-bedroom cabin on site. that It, all, it doesn't say that... Um, uh, like the most recent like actual owner actually passed away in 2019. So it's his family that technically owns it at this point. Um, so they probably just haven't bothered to clean it out because they're um, uh, waiting to, I guess, probably get a sale or something. I don't know. It's interesting, but probably it was just weird to see. Yeah. Person. Like I would have, I, I, I didn't do any of that reading. So I, I thought it would have just been like emptied out and very much wasn't. Yeah. Which was interesting. Um, we saw some snow up there, uh, and in typical California fashion, um, a rock truck had already passed through there and laid down a bunch of gravel for a, the at least the upper half of the road, uh, which was a bummer. Yes, that's, um, a, that's a big bummer. Yeah, I'm going to have, instead of like doing a wash myself, I need you just to clean the outside of my car. Okay. Because there's just so much to do, um, and I want it done right so i can see how many more like rock chips my car has yes um in my fortunately every time i've cleaned your car your paint has actually been decent with rock chips uh, hasn't done too bad uh which for a little fiesta is is good that's because i hadn't gone up to newcomb's ranch yet true <laughs> true you hadn't done that yet yeah uh. but yeah did that um uh drove back down to the crib Hung out for a bit, and then um, my buddy Jax, who I think you already know as well, Jax Cipher. He was on our last MULA uh, thing yes. where we went up to thirty-three. Yes. Um. He, so he lives in. Uh, oh fuck! What was it? I'm 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 spacing on it now, but it's kind of by the San Bernardino area. Uh, Loma Linda. So he lives out in Loma Linda which is like at least an hour drive. And we like finalized, like during the day, we like finalized details for a shoot. Mm -hmm. and he hop, he and his girlfriend hop on his motorcycle and ride an hour and a half out from Loma mm -hmm. Linda to where we were to do a, like a late afternoon, early evening photo shoot up in the Angeles forest. Okay. Which was, which was also really neat. And so, oh, yeah, um, got to do that. Um, which was great because the GT3 guy that like, you know, initially wanted me to come out and shoot his car fucking bailed. Of course. And I, and I didn't ask for a deposit like a dumbass. Yeah. So, so that's hate, fun. You hate to have to do that, but like it sucks that you almost end up having to. I, yeah, I should have definitely like when we were planning things while, like while I was still in Utah, um, done a deposit i mentioned that before um and the conversation was steered a different way and that's definitely a lesson you know i've learned that like yeah. especially just like not even traveling from like you know salt lake to provo but like traveling traveling like salt lake to either boise or denver or seattle or 
California, like wherever, like basically I think what I just need to do is to get a, um, get a 100% deposit. Just pay me ahead of time. We don't have to worry about it. I'll come out and shoot the car. Yeah. Cause then at that point, instead of doing like a, like a 50, 50 thing and like waiting on edits or like any of that stuff, like nah, just cut the bullshit, pay me in advance. Um, I have a catalog, you know, um, you, you can see what my work looks like. It's not like a, I'm a new guy coming on the scene and you don't know what my work looks like. I've been doing this almost 10 years now. So yeah, you, you, you have, uh, some references effectively. I've done this before. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. That's that's just shitty. Cause like it, yeah. I, like I, a I, dude I, with like a, a GT three and a nine nine three Carrera, who also has buddies with GT threes. None of them wanted to pay for a shoot. Ironic. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Like, you have money. You have people with money. Um, and it even came up in conversation that like, oh yeah, well we have a bunch of photographers that can like ease like I could easily ask to like shoot. It's like. Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> I have GT3s that are here locally to me that I can also shoot, so I don't really give a shit about you. Yeah, that's kind of like, okay, well, if that's the case, then why are you having me do it if you have other people to do well, it? Well, so Ray told him about me. Ah, okay. Uh, Ray, um, for those that don't know, Ray is this guy, um, this gentleman with a – he had um and at, when he had his kid sold his 991 gt3 that you and i have both driven and there's a great car and ray's a great dude um i i, I miss him and i kind of wish that he I, and i think he also wishes he had a gt3 so we could go do more porsche gt3 things yes um but yeah like ray like you know raved about my work and that's how this guy became like acquainted with me um but like homie like if and he said, you know, uh, as an act of good faith, and I don't, I, I think he's kind of holding himself high and mighty here. But yes. he told me, as an act of good faith, um, you know, the next time he comes out here or the next time I come out, um, you know, we'll do a shoot. It's like, I don't want to fucking do a shoot with you. Like, like if you and I go out to MULA, yeah, like I'll, I'll tell him I'm coming, but like when that happens, he's got to pay me and I'll probably charge him extra. Yeah, I've got a uh, um, a friend of a coworker that uh, I mean, and this is local too, so this isn't even traveling. So this oh, is okay. even more funny. Where they set up for, um, we got connected. We set up to meet to check out what we could do because it was a polished scenario. And I usually don't. Uh, I usually want to see it first before I say whether or not I can do it because there's sometimes certain things can't be polished out. So we set up a time. I show up and complete ghost knock on the door call text nothing um then <laughs> the following week when i'm talking with uh my friend he's like oh how'd the detail go i'm like oh it didn't fucking happen what yeah he was he literally went casper the ghost and was uh, gone did you tell me about this this sounds familiar it was it was about a, it was about a couple years ago uh, oh, was, okay yeah polished an orange truck and what's also funny is that this dude that I was supposed to polish the truck for, I also know his brother pretty well. So I like have tons of connections with him. Anyways, he tried to claim to both his brother and my friend that, uh, that oh no, we didn't agree to meet or anything. That's bullshit. And then I sent screenshots of all the text messages to both his brother and friend. It was like, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, that ain't happening. And he got real pissed and like <laughs> that I called him out. And then he tried to come back a year later and instead of approaching me directly because he's kind of a bitch, he tried to get his <laughs> brother to ask me to go detail his car, and I said, cool, pay me 100% up front, I'll come do it. Um, like, I, I ain't even touching it until I have money in hand. I'm not even putting the key in my truck. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm not doing it unless you ask me. I ain't doing this uh, <laughs> this stupid, oh yeah, can you, can you uh, ask Justin for me bullshit? No, come to me directly, be a man, own up to the bullshit you pulled because I found out he went dirt biking and that's why he bailed on me. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, people are just dumb. People. Yeah, are what dumb. I think I'll probably do with this Porsche guy, um, is if it, I'll tell him I'm coming out there. If he yeah. wants to do a shoot, it will be with at least his GT3 and his 993, and I'm going to also need deposits from his friends. <laughs> So where, out of curiosity, where, um, sorry, did he give you a reason as to why he bailed? Yeah, he did. Um, okay. 
So, okay. Now I gotta go through these fucking messages. Oh, he still hasn't seen my message. That's interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. So Friday morning, uh, we our our shoot was set for like Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh oh, I got hold on. Um, he said, "Hey man, I hate to bail, but I don't think I can make it today. I have a four week old at home, and it's been a rough week. The car is dirty, and it's and it's a trek to get to ACH from here. Even though yeah. we definitely." already discussed that ahead of time and it was not um he says as a gesture of goodwill i will i i would still like to give you a deposit for a photo shoot in the future either in slc or next time you're here when i can plan better apologies again to do this i i I, I gave him my phone number before yeah um let's see there was also like a big back and forth um about like he he bailed on uh wanting to shoot his 993 um and then he said we have a bunch of photographers out here too ray is a buddy of mine uh and has been raving about your pics so that's why i initially reached out this is back in december yeah uh and i said i'm going off of earlier messages you asking me when i would be out there um i already love coming out and spending time in that area so you you reaching out to me for a shoot felt like an awesome proposal albeit a work trip I'm still very much down to do a shoot with you and your GT3. I wanted communication to be 120% clear because it takes planning, logistics, time off of work, and money spent for me to get myself out there to do it. To be clear, I'm still totally down for our shoot with one car. It will make our our moving parts much easier and simpler, and we can definitely knock out the, knock the shoot out quickly. I appreciate Ray speaking up for me and putting my name out there and would also love to grow my network in the uh, greater Southern California area. Yeah. And then I took a screenshot of an earlier messages of like him asking, are you back in SoCal anytime soon? Back in October. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then I were like in that screen cap, I had already replied. I wanted to go out this October, but I couldn't make it work. Unfortunately, ideally like to do, go for a birthday trip in January. He said, oh, cool. Let me know. Would love to shoot my cars and took a photo of his white 993 Carrera and yeah. his uh Gelbrun Green 991.2 GT3. Okay, yeah. So, Interesting. It, yeah. I, here's the thing. I think we can all be there to say that we've forgotten shit, right? And we can all also understand that like if you're really fucking busy, it's easy even for something like that to slip through the cracks. But that being said, like it, you know, re- listening to that, it doesn't sound like he was that sold on it anyways. And it was more just like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe we'll do something rather than a, like, hell yeah, I really want to do it. And that's probably the crux of the issue is that. Well, he, I mean, he also was like, you know, asking me like, hey, like, what are our, what, what, what's the plan? Like, like he, he was t- touching base with me, like that whole period, like the whole time beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah. um. It, yeah, it's one of those things where I think he's just like, you know, a more of a wealthy individual and yeah. it was something that he thought would be cool and he maybe has seen my stuff and has liked my my work and mm-hmm. he has a friend that has done work with me and had, you know, had great reviews from that friend and he was like, "Okay, cool, let's do something." Yeah. Um but I'm the one having to do all the work to get to him. Yep. So I have a lot more on the line than he does. For him, it's just like, oh, well, I guess I'm not doing a shoot with that photographer this weekend. For Yeah, for him, it's a quick uh, half of a Saturday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in reality, whereas to you, it's... Yeah, for me, I spent the whole fucking week doing this and then spent, like, a lot of my fucking paycheck. And, like, sure, I didn't have to rent the Porsche that I rented. I could have saved money there. And yeah. I didn't have to get, like, an Airbnb. And I didn't have to come down for the whole week. I could have just, like, slated... A Friday, come down, fuck it, do a 12-hour drive on Wednesday, relax Thursday, shoot Friday, leave Saturday. Yeah. You know, that could have happened too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't want to bring down the, the mood or the vibe of the podcast today, <laughs> uh, but that is just something that happened. I, I think it is something to at least address, and I think we've done a good job of that because it's just— This is my I, therapy. I, yeah, and I don't think that people understand that that shit is really annoying, even though that's not your income yet, and maybe one day it will be. Like, I mean, I'm doing content still... full-time for a company anyway. I'm, yeah, I'm, it... still, I'm still grabbing cameras every day. 
yeah, it's realistically still really annoying because it's, you know, yeah, plans that were made and yes, plans fall through, but that doesn't mean that they have to fall through in this manner when it was pretty well established. So, yeah, don't be a shithead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, um, uh, and just to round out this thought here about the trip. Yeah. Um, I did make the 12 hour drive yesterday. Okay. Uh, with Maddie. Yeah. And um, Google was so kind as to put us in a 26 minute delay traffic jam. Sweet. Um, it told me that there was a better route and I wanted to take it and uh, it put us on the wrong one. <laughs> oh, and boy. so it was just on I-15 uh, going up over San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see what the crash was. I saw like a bunch of scattered debris and stuff. But by the time we got to it, it was already cleared up. Um, so that was super fun. But we still did the drive. Like I set my bezel on my on my watch um and was able to time it and we still did it in like 10 and a half hours that's the thing and like is, we, i wasn't speeding like yeah there were a couple sections where i gotta be honest i was kind of fucking scared because i'm on extreme contact sports which mm-hmm. like really shouldn't be driven below 45 yeah degrees and the lowest that my my car was indicating was three <laughs> oh my god what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. i didn't want to trash my blizzaks going down there yeah I'm not trashing them on the highway but like i didn't want to put extra wear and tear on that i didn't want to trash them going up angela's crest i didn't know what other like truly how warm it would be like in the southern california area um but yeah, last night I was like pretty anxious because it it was all in that section that was like my the temperature was bouncing between like three degrees and like fifteen. Yeah, it was like constantly bouncing back and forth. So I actually don't even really know what the temperature was, and it it, it could have been accurate. And it could have just been going through a bunch of different like you know colder spots or warmer spots. Yeah, but um, yeah, I saw a lot of like three to eight degree weather, um, while driving at seventy miles an hour. <laughs> well and in the middle oh, of fucking nowhere oh yeah that's the that's the thing um although it you think of saint george and cedar city as fairly warm places the reality is some of those passes in between there get really sketchy and have really uh deep cold pockets that will actually fuck them up pretty good um because i i've been in a situation similar to like both what you described as going down and coming back where i'm in a truck and it's like okay cool uh i left cedar city and it was like 50 degrees and now I'm down to 20 and all of a sudden it's blizzard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's also like, you know, a lot of those pockets in there where the thing would happen, like it's in the middle of literally nowhere. Like if I mm-hmm. popped a tire because the, t- the sidewall got too hard and hit an imperfection or something in the road and yeah. like unseated the bead, you know, if that happened like in Provo, that would suck but I can much more easily get a AAA to come out there. <laughs> I'll, yeah. much get, I'll get help much quicker there than I would um, by, uh, oh, what's it? Sulphur something. Uh, uh, Sulphurdale. Sulphurdale, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, much quicker there than Sulphurdale. So uh, we rolled in at, right around at 11 o'clock last night, and I was beyond relief. Not, not beyond belief, but beyond relief. I was fucking stoked. Oh yeah. Um and yeah. No, the the trip went really well with a couple of uh hiccups uh regarding my hotel booking um ineptitude <laughs> <laughs> regarding the uh the literally staying on Hooker's Row. <laughs> um yeah, that and uh the one in Calabasas was fine. Um there was something that Maddie found that I'm not going to discuss on air. To, uh, for her self-preservation, but I'll tell you off mic. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. That, yeah. It's questionable. I'll tell you yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. Um, <laughs> but those two experiences also made the Airbnb, like walking in there just so much better. Oh, and we had a dog. Yeah, you did send me a picture of the dog. Yeah, we had a, a white poodle named Jude who was just the best fucking boy ever. Yeah. Um. We got to see him like on the, the day we got there and also like the morning when we left and super adorable and friendly. And 
just wanted to see like what was going on and like what we, we were up to. And he, he was great. The hosts, um, Doug and oh, I forget the wife's name, um, were awesome. We So we stayed in the, what was called a casita, mm-hmm. what they called a casita. It was basically a guest house, probably uh, maybe 30% smaller than my apartment. Okay. So it was like maybe a 600, 550 square foot little casita that yeah. had like a living room and like there was like a divide that you would walk around to get to the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like really great ambient lighting, um, you know, stainless steel uh, appliances that worked well. Um, the fridge was empty, but we got to go to a Trader Joe's and stock up, yeah. which was nice. We got to cook breakfast and dinner and stuff. And that was great. The, the nice little time to have to ourselves. Um, I really want to go back there in October when it's like warmer because they had a pool and like a hot tub and like a back patio. Um, and they're, they're going to do a bunch of like renovating and stuff to the back uh, over the next six months. So October will be perfect for us oh, yeah. to go back. But um, that was my California adventure. Nice. Yeah, oh. not bad. Oh, and also one more thing I got to say. I love you. <laughs> and she said and she said she loves me too so um, just one more one more step one, one more step for the both of us no nah, that's fantastic and well, i'm glad that you had that fun little trip because this is like the first well first trip you two have done together so that's you know yep good. um that's great uh this is you know one of the times that you'll go to california out of the season when we usually go which is october and it's great that you were able to get the two cars that you were as well um mm-hmm and oh, I'm excited to see those videos when they're all ready and done because I'm you know, excited to see your thoughts on them. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I pulled a Gavin moment. Um, so Andrew and I wake up early whenever it was third Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday. And uh, so we like the, we left the girls at the at the hotel and uh, Sam actually took my car with, with Maddie. Yeah. And uh, they got like breakfast and stuff and they ended up getting snacks to bring to us on the hill. Yeah. Um, we're in Latigo Canyon. I have the camera set up and I look for the microphones. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> at least they were at the hotel and not in Utah. <laughs> that would have been a funny repeat. Oh, my God. Um, so I was like, well. I don't know what I, I don't know what I want to do now. And Andrew's like, it's early enough. Let's go back because we, yeah. we weren't that far. We were like a 15 minute drive. Yeah. 20 minute drive. Um, it's like, let's just go back. Let's get the mics and let's just do it proper. I'm like, OK, um, which is nice because I got to drive Latigo Canyon basically twice. Yep. Um, e- twice in each direction. So that was cool. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that GT4 was really something, though. I mean, the, the, the GTS four liter was great um, in a very different way. Yeah. Um, I want to drive the GT four on more of a fitting road, though. Because holy shit. <laughs> yes. Give me that. Hey, that could be your next goal. You know, oh, as, oh God, as a car. We'll, we'll we'll see about that. We'll see where GT four values are at in 10 years. Um, uh, I'm just trying to get yep. a, a normal ass Cayman in five. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're up. I mean, it's it's just pretty astonishing how much not, not like so many of these vehicles have gone up in value. Not just vehicles, but like many different collector items. I'm noticing a trend oh, yeah. in, a, in a couple different things because we've talked about, um, you know, some of the reason vehicles are going up in value is the uh, more natural manual experience, not just the transmission, but the rest of the vehicle in, in its entirety that it delivers. Engaging, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that same trend is following through with a couple different industries like video gaming and other things where some of that shit's started to skyrocket in value. Like, actually, prime weird example, I found out this week that, like, the original, like, Nintendo Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance cartridges for, like, the Pokemon uh, Gold, Blue, and whatnot, and Sapphire, are in the $500 plus range. Holy shit, dude! What? Yep. No. I'm serious. Wow. Now, Nintendo's always had this weird thing where they they don't ever go on sale. They sell at full price for the entire time they're available, and then they're just not. And so they they have this weird collectability that does happen and always kind of has. Even GameCubes are above $100 now. 
I thought you were going to say like a cartridge itself would be like $100, which would still be nuts. The blank cartridge, maybe, but that would be no box, no case, like nothing. That would just be like a random ass cartridge might be like 100 to 200. But like wow. when you get it with the actual case and box and whatnot, yeah, like three to 500, depending on condition. That's insane. It, everything's kind of skyrocketed. And a lot of this is in a way kind of tied into the same reason why the cars have skyrocketed, I think. The, the crux of the idea is the same because back then, just like a car back then was more uh, manually controllable, back then you had a smaller thing that you had to put a cartridge in, you didn't download it. Like there was a lot of uh, physical interaction just to get it to function similar to the cars. And I think that like the core of the issue as to why these things are becoming so popular is actually probably very similar. Because it's the combination of nostalgia and with how much stuff these days is tied to doing interactions on a screen, not the joy of physically interacting with something. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, it's so fucking convenient to download games on a console by just clicking a button. There's there's no denying that it technically, in every way, is a better way. You don't have a disc to scratch. You can't lose it, etc. However, mm -hmm. you lose one of the many things that even I find enjoyable, which is, as silly as it sounds, and as inconvenient as it is, sticking a disc in a cartridge. There's actually a... Um, since us humans are physical, there's actually like a, a dopamine or endorphin portion that that actually enables. It's not just nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I, it's just weird because I was thinking about values of cars and then I'm like, wait a minute. It's not just that. <laughs> it's Oh, no. It, I mean, it's cameras. It's records. It's um, iPods. Um, yeah. When you were bringing up the Game Boy thing, mm -hmm. um iPod is actually what I thought of first thing because I also know that like that kind of stuff is going up and audiophile gear in general is yeah. going up and a lot of gear from like you know the early mid 2000s and so I thought what are U2 iPods going for because I have one I bought it in period uh, and you know put it through its paces and um, you know used it basically until smartphones were really more of a thing yeah um, and I got Spotify but I found one. Um, it's a good thing you're sitting down because I found one for it's in brand new condition. Mm -hmm. The box appears to be still in the plastic shrink wrap. So this oh is boy. not this has not been used. This yep. Is, yeah. Twenty two hundred dollars for yes. a fourth gen 20 gig. Oh, yeah. And yep. I've seen some wild things. So that's like still that. black and white screen at that point. Yeah, I think my main here's my main problem when it comes to most of this stuff, not just with the iPods or the games or the cars. I have one core problem. I actually don't mind as much that they've gone up in value. That is what it is. What I do care about is the extreme cases like the one you just mentioned, because yep. I while I. I'm a preservationist and we've even had talks before that like I have an opinion that there's a lot of cars that are terrible that maybe should be kept just so we have an idea of what's terrible. And you have well, a different you think opinion. we should have a Noah's Ark situation where we have basically one of everything that's clean and mint and preserved. And I don't think yes. that's necessarily. Um, yeah. Great. And we, ha we have a difference of opinion on that. But what I do know we will agree on is that you can keep something in mint condition and still use it for its functionality. So like, for instance, those games I mentioned a minute ago, those like $500 plus dollars Sapphire Pokemon games are the ones that are unopened, you know, non-touched, etc. They're, they're not necessarily the ones that are in perfect condition. They're the ones right. that are still in the wrap. Mm -hmm. And that's a travesty. Similar to when we talked about that Viper last week. Like, mm, that Viper yeah. has actually had a little bit of use, but like not enough for its years on Earth to be justified. Mm -hmm. And like... I, I I think people get really confused where they go very bipolar one or the other. It's either you use it or you don't. And so you end up with these iPods that are still in the package that are you know now worth a quote unquote worth an absurd amount of money. Four figures, yeah. For no reason other than, oh, it's never been used. Okay, great. Like what what's the point then? It can be a museum piece and be functional. It can do both. Like take something like and I, I think I'm I have an idea of where you um, have become inspired with your uh, your belief in that, you know, we should have one of everything. Yes. Um, the Lane Museum. A lot of it, yes. Uh, because, uh, but the thing is, those cars are drivable and those cars get driven. 
that's my thing. I, I, I ever since being there, the three times I've been there, every time I've enjoyed the museum experience. But I love the idea that he has, which is that if it's going to be here, it's going to be functioning. It is not just a display piece. Yeah, it gets driven two or three times a year. It's not a lot. But it gets serviced anytime, you know, the whole rigmarole that it needs to be serviced. It's fully functioning. Everything works. I like that I the what he calls the idea of a living museum. Because yeah. and it's the same thing with this shit. Like, okay, there there are a couple of video game museums throughout the country, going back to that. But what I don't agree with is how many of those for quote unquote preservation purposes buy up like NOS, you know, iPods or, you know, in this case video games that aren't opened and in, overinflate the values of these things for no reason simply because it's oh it's unopened it's amazing you can have the box like the shrink wrap off and all the stuff that was in the original box so it's a complete set but still have it opened and functioning like it i just hate the the idea of like oh it's still in box so if you unbox it all of a sudden it's worth a grand less cool well maybe it shouldn't have been worth that much in the first place exactly yeah and that's also what my belief with uh sneakers yep. uh you know people uh, slinging Jordans that are unworn from like the mid nineties or early nineties. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so as soon as I put my foot in this thing, it's going to go down 30 to 50% probably. And also the materials, because they haven't been worn in 30 years are going <laughs> to start to degrade as soon as they get worn. Yeah. I, I think, uh, not as much as cars, but I think any item does have time degradation that does happen that it well, actually yeah, would have been... things, materials in general break down over time. And what's ironic is that even with materials like that, if it was probably stepped in occasionally, it actually might not have broken down as much. Because it's when yeah. things sit in the same spot and are subject mm -hmm. to the same heat or humidity or whatever and never changed from that environment that they'll have certain types of degradation. Whereas if it was pulled out of the box occasionally put on once or twice a year or whatever the fuck it doesn't really matter it, its environment changed so therefore what would be degrading it has also changed mm -hmm. and so i look at I, I actually found that ipod that you mentioned the 2500 dollars one and i'm looking at it like okay that's ridiculous the box isn't even in that great a condition even though it is together and like oh my god i mean it will it work if you open it up possibly um it's I think it, you might have to change the battery, but it probably would work. But like, I don't know. Again, I, I guess I think I see it as like kind of a lost the plot scenario. What's mm -hmm. the point? Yeah. And same with the cars. When I saw that Viper, I was like, okay, that's cool. Yes, it's insanely low miles, et cetera, et cetera. But what's the point? I would actually be happier if it had like 20,000 on it. It doesn't that, need to have, that, you know, it doesn't need to have like full daily driver car mileage. But I would be happier if it did like at least 500 to a thousand miles a year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why um, our good friend Michael uh, with his black NSX. Um, yeah. I mean, the paint is actually not indi uh, indicative of 37,000 miles. Sadly. But it's a 37,000 mile um, accurate NSX that, yes, it's had a six speed swap, but. Um, 37,000 miles or probably 38 by the time we got done with it mm -hmm. um, over okay, that, that car was a 92. So we filmed that car in 2022. So 37,000 miles over 30 years. I mean, it's low. It's not preservation quality. It's not Concord quality. It's definitely a car that has had miles and, you know, it has been driven mm -hmm. and it's been kept happy and, now that's owned by Michael, uh, he, well, this year it would have been probably about two years now that he's had it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to keep it for, but, uh, I hope he puts many, many miles on it. I hope he puts many, many miles on all of his fucking cars because he has some really cool things. And I think and he has a desire to from talking to him. He, he, he has a desire to, um, he doesn't necessarily have the time because part of, you know, having the wealth to acquire these things is, you know a job that takes most of your time and he has kids and a wife and dog, mm -hmm. I think, and you know, a home and you know, all these moving parts. And he is the kind of person that actually enjoys knowing people like you and me. Yeah. We're like, Hey, can I like take this out and like put some miles on? He's like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Yeah. Take, take it out. Get, you know, blow the cobwebs out. He also knows that we'll take care of the cars too. 
Mm-hmm. And like, if anything happens with the, any of the cars, like we're upfront about it, like the day that we hopped in that Gulf 911, um, there was, it was the shift lever um, had like started to unscrew from its mounting point. Yep. And I don't know what happened because it was the second day that we've driven it. So I don't know if there's anything that I did or anything that anyone else would have done or whatever. Um, but we were in the garage and I was like trying to put it in first and like it because there's a dog leg in the lever. <laughs> yeah. Like I tried pushing it forward and it spun around like mm, that's not what we want. And so no. we hunted for an Allen that was the size of the the two Allen keys or Allen nuts that were or screws um, at the base of it. And t- they felt loose. So we tightened them up and I put it in first again. And it was like, oh, yep, that was it. So, um, yeah, that's just one of the that's one of the many uh, perks that we Exhibition of Speed offer to our owners <laughs> of cars that we drive. <laughs> We'll make sure your your uh, shift linkage doesn't fall apart. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because uh, we don't want it to. No, like, and to round this out, I think that's um, I, I think that's a good amount of like mileage for that car. Like a thousand miles a year, I think is if you ha- want a car to stay in very good condition, but very good condition also in- indicates mechanically, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it needs to do at least five hundred to a thousand miles a year. Like, mm-hmm. and if you can do that, it'll still stay low miles compared to all the others. It'll retain some more value than others, but it will maintain besides because besides the paint on his car, everything else about the car is in great condition. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, it'll maintain a very good condition. I actually just to kind of round out this point, went and found an example of a U2 iPod. This one happens to be a sixth gen, but that is in practically perfect condition. The back's not scratched up. The front's not scratched up. It has a new battery, etc. So it's clearly had it's been used, but it's been extraordinarily well taken care of. 138 bucks and that's what it should be worth that's what it should be um maybe a little more if you have one that you know maybe hasn't been opened or something like that maybe a little more but not more than that Same. yeah if, if if you can find one that's like been opened and like used but still has its original battery and original audio jack because mine yep. ha- mine has neither i've had the battery i've had the battery the screen and the headphone jack replaced but like okay also I don't want to sell mine because like that's like a direct link to my childhood. I remember yeah. um I picked up the iPod just before going on a road trip to Ireland with my parents. Ah, nice. And How so, ironic. Like, that, well, yeah. <laughs> and so um I remember like driving along the coast uh in the back of an uh it would have been at the time uh a Mark V um Seat Leon. Yeah. Um with no air conditioning and it was Ireland's dry season. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I, re- I remember listening and uh, to music and like watching the, the, the supplied uh, YouTube uh, video that comes when you buy that iPod. Nice. Um, yeah. It had like what, five or six different songs from like different eras of the band, you know, in uh, like live performances. And so, yeah, I remember that and, I mean, listening to it on the bus in high school, uh, going to school, and uh, yeah, it, it, like that's just a direct link to my life from 15 years ago. So, yeah, and that and that's that's what I hope we can. I, I know we won't. I know that things will keep going up in value, but that's what I hope would hope like beyond Greed, all hope that we because would because people uh, are greedy. Yes, that we could find a better balance for is the fact that. Uh, you can you can maintain the original experience of an item, including the unboxing, without it being like, oh, it's never been touched. Oh, my God. I promise you both can exist, and I promise you, even as somebody who's a bit of a preservationist with things, like, things can still be used. It's pointless to have an item sit. Mm-hmm. That item is now... Actually, here you go. To, to round it out back to a car thing. Do we all remember the Alfa Romeo 8C review from Jeremy Clarkson? Yeah. How he talked with his buddy at the art museum and how the guy said a car can never be art because in order for it to be art, it has to have no purpose other than itself. Mm-hmm. Well, what these co- people are kind of doing with some of these items like this new inbox iPod or like that Viper that I saw is they're effectively relegating, okay, this thing is now purposeless to me. It is now art. That's it. Yep. And that's a travesty. Yeah, so thank you all for listening to the exhibition. Go buy our shit. Go watch our videos. Yeah. Um, 
if you, if you're just tuning in for the for the first time and you're still with us at the end of the episode, fucking hats off to you. Appreciate um, you. Yeah, thanks for coming along. Um, he, I haven't heard or seen anything from him, but you know, shout out to James K. Just because. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, I always appreciate him. He uh, he's a he's a big homie at this point. He, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, so yeah, uh, stick around in the coming months for my uh and our uh. Your weekly content is going to be starting up in April. We are recording this towards the end of January. Dude, January is almost over. I know. It's crazy. That's, that's nuts. Um, uh, congratulations to you, sir, on your engagement. Thank you. Um, and I guess we'll, uh, we'll see you all later. Thank you for listening. Bye. Yep. Bye.